Welcome to Let's Review RN. My name is Bryn O'Donnell, and I'm a certified adult and geriatric nurse practitioner. I work as a cardiology APN and function as a visiting professor and clinical instructor for a BSN program. This is an independent production by myself, and I am not representing any educational institution. My goal is to deliver a condensed but robust review on topics primarily discussed in Adult Health 1 and 2 and some pieces of pharmacology of a bachelor degree nursing program. Over the years, I've learned that students have an immense amount of confusion and questions when they leave didactic, which makes applying what they are learning nearly impossible to the clinical setting. I want to break down the basics so that you can continue to build upon your knowledge and put the pieces together. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to Let's Review RN. Today, we will be talking about SIADH, which stands for Syndrome of Inappropriate Antidiuretic Hormone. This is a condition where the body produces excess antidiuretic hormone, ADH, leading to water retention and low sodium levels in the body. We will be discussing the pathophysiology, the causes, the signs and symptoms, and the treatment, as well as the nursing interventions for patients experiencing SIADH. So to begin, antidiuretic hormone, also known as ADH, is responsible for the regulation of water in the body. It also plays a role in vasoconstriction. It is produced in the hypothalamus and then stored and secreted by the posterior pituitary gland. It achieves homeostasis of fluid levels in the body by acting on the kidneys, which respond to the release of ADH. If you can remember what ADH stands for, it will tell you a lot about how it acts in the body. Antidiuretic, meaning it will act opposite of a diuretic. So if we remember, diuretics cause us to excrete excess fluid, and an antidiuretic will do the opposite, promoting your kidneys to hold on to water. So when you have more antidiuretic hormone being released, it signals to the kidneys, specifically the renal tubules, to hold on to more fluid. When you have very little ADH circulating, the renal tubules will excrete excess water. It can be tricky to remember if SIADH or diabetes insipidus causes increased or decreased levels of ADH. It's easy if you remember SIADH, which typically stands for Syndrome of Inappropriate Antidiuretic Hormone, but I like to think of it as syndrome of increased antidiuretic hormone to help me remember that in this condition, there is increased levels of ADH. I then can remember that diabetes insipidus is opposite. There are several causes that have been noted to cause SIADH. The first being several different types of cancers that synthesize and secrete ADH. One example is lung cancer, and SIADH can oftentimes be the first sign of small cell lung cancer, and it isn't until the patient presents due to the symptoms of SIADH that the cancer is diagnosed. Infections that occur within the lungs, such as pneumonia, or infections that affect the nervous system, such as meningitis or other complications of the nervous system, like Guillain-Barre, can initiate SIADH. Damage to the hypothalamus or posterior pituitary gland, which are responsible for the production, storage, and secretion, can cause SIADH as well. Uh, Medications to treat diabetes insipidus, which 
The focus of treatment for diabetes insipidus is to increase the release of ADH, and therefore, anytime you are targeting a correction of one hormone, you can overshoot that correction and cause additional problems. So in this case, the overcorrection of diabetes insipidus to increase that ADH could lead to SIADH. Now let's talk about how these patients will present with SIADH. Again, if you think about what the condition stands for and understand antidiuretic hormone, the symptoms will make sense. The patient is not diuresing. They are holding onto fluid and therefore the patient will present with fluid volume excess or overload. They will appear edematous and this is either peripheral edema or even all over edema. They'll have weight gain. They'll have hypertension due to intravascular volume increase. They will have hyponatremia, meaning low sodium levels. This is not due to sodium levels dropping, but rather they have so much fluid volume excess that their sodium levels are being diluted. Patients can present with decreased appetite, nausea, or even anorexia from not wanting to eat anything due to the excess fluid volume. They are not urinating often as they are holding on to most of their fluid, but when they do urinate, their urine will be very concentrated, yellow, and have a high urine-specific gravity. Patients can develop headaches, confusion, or even seizures due to the increased fluid volume. The tiniest bit of fluid shifts can affect the brain tremendously. So to sum it up, I always like to remember that patients with SIADH have watery blood and salty urine. It is always important to talk about nursing interventions and key education points with these conditions. In nursing school and on board exams, nursing interventions, management, and education for patients is what you need to focus on because those are where they like to target the questions. With SIADH, we will be monitoring the patient's daily weights and document strict input and output so we are watching closely how much fluid they take in and how much fluid they are urinating out. Safety is also a large concern with these patients as they can experience confusion and they are at risk for seizures. Patients will be placed on a fluid restriction as part of their treatment and therefore we want to implement this and monitor that they are not exceeding their fluid restriction within a 24-hour period. Since treatment often includes loop diuretics to help diurese their fluid volume excess, we will want to be sure that we are monitoring the patient's potassium levels as they are at risk for hypokalemia. With treatment of hypertonic solution to help replace sodium and move fluid out of the cells, you will want to watch for fluid overload as patients are experiencing fluid shifts from water inside the cells coming outside of the cells into the vascular space So watch for signs of fluid overload, such as increased edema, crackles in the lungs, wet cough, those types of symptoms. This type of solution will be given in the ICU with, it will be administered via a central line and it will require close monitoring. Uh, Another treatment is declomycin and that's a, um, it's an antibiotic and it targets reducing the amount of ADH production and secretion and promotes diuresis. So this is in the drug class with tetracyclines and you want to avoid giving this medication with foods that contain calcium as it affects the GI absorption of the medication. 
I hope you all enjoyed today's episode of Let's Review RN. And I thank you so much for tuning in week after week and learning with me. I will be back with our next podcast to discuss diabetes insipidus, which again is related to antidiuretic hormone. Again, you can find me at Instagram handle Let's Review RN. And if you have a chance, I ask that you rate and review the podcast as your words may be just what the next person needs to tune in and learn with us. This podcast is for general information review purposes only. It does not constitute the practice of medicine or nursing. The use of this information or any materials provided by Let's Review RN are at the user's own risk. This content is not intended to be a substitute for educational teachings through students' educational institutes or organizations.